0: an inmate decide to go over again well yeah stop it this is on the heels of a lawsuit filed from a jail death a year ago which was a week to the day to another jail i was death. going to
1: say now we've just had another death this month um in the in the jail and obviously there is the possibility of another lawsuit so it does limit what the sheriff can talk about that but you're not the sheriff right now
0: i am not the sheriff right now and you know and i'm i i'm contacted quite a bit from uh, previous employees that want to come back and current employees that have deep concerns uh, lack of pride um it's uh, it's sad. Um, but I I do, not, uh, I do not engage because I can't. I've had a campaign to run.
1: I, I did ask the sheriff when he was on. Um, I, now I actually asked him about it might have been Tiffany's case, but um, the, the inmate, I, I believe in both cases were in cells that were set up. I'll say it like a suicide cell, a watch cell, somewhere where somebody
0: in the medical unit can
1: yes, where they're they're isolated, they're by themselves and they're in a cell that can be watched. Um I I was told, which I did, I did not realize, but there is actually a camera in that cell. So it's not just a window that might be Correct. available, but there's a camera in there. And then the camera shows do you know where, what locations exactly can look at that camera and see what's going on in that cell?
0: I do not anymore. I, I, I was told that uh, it can be looked at a minimum of three different places. You have the tower, which overlooks the pods. You have the booking area, which can bring up that camera. And then you have main control that can bring up that camera and watch uh, the inmates in there. Now, um, is that camera, uh, and I I do know that you can't have it on toilet facilities. There has to be some level of Mm -hmm. privacy there for the inmate. Is that camera in a position? I I do not know. Um, But I do know that those uh, cells in the medical unit have windows. Uh, I have uh, personally uh, seen blankets that are over those windows uh, offering a level of privacy uh, for the inmates Uh, those are on the outside not on the inside those are on the outside Uh,
1: the inmate did not put them up
0: no Um, so is it
1: what's the use of having a window if we're going to put a blanket over it though
0: my that that's what i wonder that's what i want i want to know if if uh, the Lord blesses me and I'm elected with with this position, there's going to be answers come January why that is, and if uh, if that even remotely leads to a jail death or the possibility of or giving an inmate uh, an opportunity, um, then that's going to go away. Uh, if it has to do with uh, Jail staff, either male or female, depending on what type of inmate is in the medical unit and the level of privacy. Well, then that has to be changed. Uh, another thing, in uh, in the last I knew, there was no TVs or anything like that in those medical cells. Now, individuals uh, are sick; they they may have to be. Uh, isolated from other uh, inmates for communicable disease sure. or something yeah. like that but they have to be given something to maintain their mentality and 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 so they're just they don't have a room I know the lights stay on in there uh, dim down um, if them blankets are up because the lights in the medical unit uh, Let's shut the lights off in a medical unit. This last suicide, uh, the uh, medical staff, they were gone for the day. So there should be a kick-up in the jail staff as to when those uh, inmates are checked, how often, uh, monitor the cameras. Uh, it, it's, And I'm going back from my experience uh, working uh, in the in the new jail mm-hmm. which is now 13 14 years old uh before I left um so yes it it can be fixed it it's it, we're not reinventing the wheel here uh we just have to research again I don't I'm not going to say I have all the answers I will tell uh the people of this county I'm committed to finding the answers. No one person has all the answers for the sheriff's department. They just do not. But that's why we have other people. That's why you have – that's why I was able to find out regarding the sheriff's audit. Uh, He said he contacted Jack Jordan to help him find out what would be acceptable with the State Board of Accounts for the inmate trust fund. Of course, that's another subject. But to to back on to the jail – Am I going to look at all that? You bet I am. You bet I am. Uh, do we have to update uh, training manuals and uh, procedures and uh, regulations in the jail? Uh, I'm thinking so. I will say I'll take another uh, lead for the Sheriff's Department. I do know that they're uh, redoing their training manual finally for a dispatch center. So, uh, and I'm going to take credit for that. Okay. I'm going to take credit for that because I can assure you my opponent wouldn't be doing any of this, nor his staff, if it uh, his command staff, if it wasn't for the fact of me running for office.
1: Um, that last caller also mentioned communication, and we've talked a lot about communication, but you were a road officer. Correct. And so uh, –
0: Still am with Bourbon uh, Police Department.
1: Okay. And communication – tower wise between a patrol car and dispatch there are places in this county where it's not as good i mean i commissioner Over and I meyer and i will have be having a phone conversation and i'll lose him and i'll say are you out by west school in lake sure. and lake latonka and and i totally i said call me call me when you get down to the store you know because then he has service again um so and that's with cell phones but that same thing can happen with radios in in the patrol cars yes um and i know the sheriff has um just hired a company to come in and kind of look at a an, a whole raft of things but a piece of that is communications and part of that communications comes from Culver and Bourbon uh complaining especially Culver, Jenny Monroe, who is a town manager, came to the commissioner's meeting and complained that, you know, officers were being sent, the wrong people were being sent to the wrong locations. And um, so your thoughts on some of that and, and the company that he's hired to come in and.
0: Well, um, uh, to address the last part, uh, Culver's letter that was read, um, people being sent to wrong locations, um, myself listening to the radio for community corrections. And when I worked part-time for bourbon and, uh, talking with fire and EMS personnel throughout the County, uh, quite a few times, uh, even having, uh, fire and EMS personnel. I'll, i I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was contacted, uh, I believe it was two weeks ago by uh, an Argus uh, fireman, volunteer fireman Uh, there was an accident it was unknown fire and EMS were dispatched it was down near I believe 110 it turned out that it was in Fulton County however uh, Argus uh, volunteer fire they don't have enough money to purchase uh, for all their volunteers uh, 800 portable radio systems so they have the pager system and uh So you have all these firemen that respond to the firehouse, jump in the car to be told by uh, EMS personnel uh, upon arrival that, hey, uh, the accident was in Fulton County, we've been disregarded. Well, before, when I was trained uh, in the dispatch center, when I came back under uh, Tom Chamberlain, they had multi-select. And uh, so if you multi-selected, Firemen would have heard that over multi select. Um, And the question was posed to me, and I'm assuming that they still have that because uh, they want to know, Argus wanted to know, and this fireman who was asking for some other, how come they're not doing that anymore? Well, it's training. It's training. People don't know what they don't know, they Uh, only know what they know. And
1: we don't have a lot of experience in dispatch right now. I think the maybe the most the is four the, years. Yeah, that's what I was going to and,
0: say. And uh, a lot of the experienced dispatchers have left. Um, thankfully, been contacted. A lot of them would like to come back. Um, but, yes, it, it, it's experience. There's good employees, a lot of good employees at the Sheriff's Department. They're just unsupported employee, employees. They're just thrown into the seat and given minimal training um, and ongoing training. The problem with that is, though, uh, when they are working and they don't know what information to get or they mix that information up, to to sit there can be kind of overwhelming, uh, not only with the job responsibility but uh, – what you have to do in a, a split second. Um, they they just need support, and they're not getting that support. Uh, we have a communication supervisor, again, that is sent away for tr- all sorts of training at different locations, has litany of certificates. But if that is, what good does that do? Maybe we ought to start looking at our, our people that are sitting in the chairs and uh, behind the mics all the time. Let's give those people some support, litany. Give those people uh, some training. I know the my opponent is paying somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty-two thousand, some figure north of that, to have uh, Ritter Services come in and doing an audit of. And I I I sat in the commissioners meeting when that was uh, discussed. Uh, it was more they're not going to get the report back till sometime in February right. two thousand twenty-three. Yes. Uh, my opponent is hoping that. Uh, Some pieces of that report can be cut loose sooner. Um, But IPSC, uh, Indiana Public uh, Safety Commission, they uh, own the 800 radio system. And uh, so I made contact with them after that. And, you know, they'll do the same thing. They will actually do on-site training plus training over the Internet for dispatchers. Uh, I give a brief synopsis of what Ritter Services was doing and was assured that IPSC can do the same thing. Uh, but again, there's some individuals uh, with IpsIC that have uh, certain problems with uh, certain individuals in charge in Marshall County, have a difficult time working with them. Um, so, yes, there's, there's things that can be done. And... Uh, and I'm committed to doing those and finding those ads. There's individuals like John Grolich, who is very knowledgeable in the radios. Individuals like John Van Vector. Deanna Orson. Mm-hmm. We could still lean on these people. These people are friends of mine. And uh, and
1: actually, I think Mr. Grolic's been uh, kind of trying to.
0: He has, and uh, and and, and like so is Clyde Avery. Get,
1: get things fixed here you know. Clyde Avery <laughs> is
0: a huge resource regarding the communication system in this county a, a vast resource and Clyde has literally thrown in the towel regarding uh, the sheriff's department and getting the sheriff to uh, come into the fold not only for EMA just for radio in general it's it's uh, sad
1: um before we leave the this conversation I he also talked about deaths, and we we have talked about it a little bit today. But um, when I went back, I, I've tried to look, and and I have have requested some information on the deaths. But from what I can see, in the last three years, we've had three deaths that have actually basically happened in the jail, and one death that happened outside of the jail. But that person was. At that point, still an inmate, I believe, in the jail. Um, they they were at the hospital. They walked away from the hospital, got struck by a car, and killed out in front of the hospital. Yes. Um, a, a, as the sheriff, I know what your answer will be, but as a sheriff, how many deaths is reasonable?
0: Zero. Zero. Um, there is uh, inmates in jails in Indiana that have uh, passed— uh, Subsequent investigation, uh, I believe St. Joe County was the most recent, uh, uh, inmate died of natural causes. We cannot prevent that. that that's what's going to happen. Uh, inmates that uh, commit suicide, that can be prevented, should be prevented, and will be prevented. Again, it's liability for the county. It costs the taxpayers of Marshall County to defend lawsuits. Period. It's the sheriff's responsibility also protect them from that. And a life is a life. And protect we,
1: them from themselves. Exactly. A life yeah. is a
0: life. We are not a third world country. Yes, they're inmates, but we are not the they have loved ones in the community. They have family that care about them in the community. We have to care about them as well, and that's part of it. Um, the inmate that was struck and killed uh, literally was no longer in it. They were time served. They had they had paid the house. They were time served. But the medical unit that the sheriff contracts with said, well, uh, they have a mental issue. They need to go to the hospital. They were time served. Sheriff had no, but yet they were taken, the ho- and they walked away Because they were, there was no right to keep them there. They didn't want to be there. An unfortunate end to that. Um, Things like that, we have to learn from our past. We have to learn from history so we do not make those mistakes again.
1: That leads into another question I had on my list. The phone lines are open at 574 936 4096. If you have a question, I will ask that you call in and ask your question. And then hang up so that Jeff can answer and, and we can keep moving forward. With us this morning, we have Jeff Sharp. He is running for Marshall County Sheriff on the Democratic ticket. And mental health is a big thing. You know, I remember years ago, we had Logansport Mental Health Hospital. And when you had people who had major mental health issues, they went to Logansport to the hospital. Now, if they have major mental health issues, they basically end up in the jail, it seems like, and then hopefully from there, they may transition to another location, but I don't think that happens a lot of the time. So how do you deal with mental health patients in the hospital?
0: Every uh, sheriff in the state of Indiana and across this country, uh, mental health uh, and services provided, has been on a decline for oh ten years uh, to the point where we're at right now. Um, it's uh, again, every sheriff in the in the state of Indiana is uh, struggling with this. Uh, sadly, jails have uh, uh, have turned into a a, a mental health facility. Uh, what we have to do is we have to work closely. With our local service provider here in Marsh County, it is Bowen Center. We have to work closely with them. We have to uh, recognize uh, individuals upon coming into the jail immediately on intake that there may be mental health issues. Uh, so they have to be screened for that. And if they are, and if they do have and are suffering from, and sometimes that could just be from medication that they're already taking that could set up a flag. Uh, The Bowen Center, uh, again, needs to be contacted. And uh, what I would do is I would look for their guidance and direction. Again, we're not reinventing the wheel. This is what they do. If, If I need to contract with them as Sheriff of Marshall County for this specific problem to assist my staff in dealing with this and then have the Bowen Center... Guide and direct the medical staff in how to deal with this, and then that's what's going to be done. Uh, is it going to be a struggle? Well, yes, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, it always is uh, until uh, government as a whole uh, comes together and let's fit. And I'm talking across the country. I'm mm-hmm. talking to the federal government and and uh, the correctional uh, side of things. Uh, so we have to deal with it the best we can with what we have, and we have the Bowen Center, and so let's utilize them and uh, help the staff, so the staff isn't going into this blind, and it also helps the inmate, and it also uh, we also have to set up for those inmates after time served uh, programming afterwards to cut down on recidivism.
1: Now, do you run into that? Somewhat in community corrections, too?
0: We do somewhat. Okay. And, uh, and luckily, we have a relationship with the Bowen Center and other agencies where we can provide that proper programming and uh, long-term programming as well. And, uh, and we have successes with that. It's just it, it's something that has never gone away. It, it, it's something no, we're it, going to deal with. It, it. Exactly. And so let's deal with it the best we have and let's support what we already have.
1: Now, there was an issue that came up. Actually, Rusty did a story on it. Uh, it's probably been two weeks ago where Marshall County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer on the radio here with us said that he would like to use some of the ARPA funds and relocate the Marshall County Humane Society to out towards the jail on on some adjoining property there. Um, first off, with what is going to be happening with US 31, the state is acquiring properties up and down 31. If anybody who's driven to Indianapolis, you you've seen that. Sure. So eventually, um, that location where the Humane Society sits now on 13th Road, 13th and 31, um, it will probably. Be changed. Um, it, we we may have a crossover or something there because we're gonna, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, sure, but they're gonna sure. get they're gonna have to take property on each side of the road, and so he suggested bringing it out and putting it by the jail, and he went as far as to say that, um, you know, just like everybody else, I am sure the Humane Society could use some assistance, whether it's volunteers or um staff or whatever and he said why couldn't we use some inmates to help with that so what would your thought be
0: um well i first heard about that uh i believe i read the story um so uh having with community corrections when we were located at the courthouse uh we actually had, uh, and with Ward and myself, initiated and in talking with uh, Doug Masterson, who uh, is supervisor over the maintenance, um, had inmates that we would get from the jail. We would uh, vet those inmates in as far as their crimes, what type of uh, crimes they were serving time for, and they were serving time. Uh, these inmates already were. Uh, worker inmates in the jail itself and uh, we brought them to the courthouse and uh, they cleaned windows uh, they delivered Xerox paper they it was a very successful program Uh, Doug uh, and his staff appreciated having them because it it was a help to them Uh, just maintaining uh, the yards and the lawn around the courthouse um, so having, uh, when I read the story and, and heard about the possibility of Maine mm-hmm. Society, uh, I did what, uh, anybody should do. I went out and I talked to Nancy and, uh, I've known Nancy for a good number of years and I pitched an idea to her regarding inmates. She absolutely loved it. Of course, again, we would vet those, uh, Nancy is very knowledgeable about people as well. Um, there was some concerns I had regarding maybe drugs that uh, they have oh, at, staff, at Humane sure. Society. Um, however, Nancy's already; uh, those are all locked up in a safe. Uh, none of there, there isn't no strong narcotics or anything like that. Um, but uh, what drugs they do have, maybe tranquilizer and stuff like that, just for animals. Again, those are all locked up. But uh, The new facility, as far as helping uh, support her staff for cleaning, uh, if nothing more than walking animals, Uh, we can see around the jail itself, uh, is is fenced in. Now, Nancy will, uh, she said the plans will include fenced in a lot. Uh, That'll have to be cleaned up. Kennels have to be cleaned. Uh, Again, dogs walked. Now, some inmates... uh, the vetting process may not allow them. You know, it just may not be Certainly. something that uh, Nancy's staff is comfortable with, and that's fine. However, how about we bring dogs into the jail fence and allow those inmates give them instead of being locked up twenty four seven. Say, we three, have a
1: fenced-in yard. We but do. It never gets used. Basically,
0: let's use that. You know, let them. And, and see how that – so Nancy was all for that. Again, uh, there's a JCAP program. Uh, Josh Pitts is in charge of that program. I, I support that program, especially coming from community correction. I can see how the programming stuff like that works and how positive it works for individuals. That needs to be strengthened. And I think we can incorporate that uh, with the JCAT program and assisting Nancy, and again, Nancy was, she was about it. Um, Kevin had talked to her, Kevin Overmeyer, mm-hmm. she said, had come out and talked to her about that, and uh, it was mentioned about the inmates, um, but nobody else has, has come and directly talked to her about that. And uh, the end result of this conversation I had with Nancy is, again, if the Lord blesses me with this, uh, and once... Uh, The Humane Society is relocated. Um, Prior to that, prior to that move, yes, we are going to get together. We're going to have a plan. We have a formulated plan along with JCAP to incorporate inmates in assisting with Humane Society.
1: Well, and obviously, uh, you would probably want security cameras in there. And I don't know where they're located now, how many cameras they have, that kind of situation. But you would definitely want to be on that team of saying oh you yes you know this this is where inmates would be able to go in the designing of this new facility exactly. and this is where the c- cameras would need to be located and again
0: communication with the inmates because mm-hmm. they and and what i learned uh, from uh, the inmate program we had with community corrections at the courthouse is it just takes uh, that one word again communication and you talk to the inmates and you tell them and guess what? These individuals understand. They just want somebody to care. They want somebody to give them some responsibility. Let's not just lock them up. Let's bring them back in. What is that going to do for them in the future? I don't know. I do not know. But you're giving them a chance. And we have to cut the the amount of money this county in tax dollars spends on judicial side of things is tremendous and if we can save a little bit if we can help nancy out with her funding and help and personnel a little bit and it's saving then let's do that and then if it helps an individual great that's what it's about
1: also to me it would be an incentive program for the inmates
0: oh most definitely
1: I want to, I want. I want to do this. I. I want to get out of this building. I. I want to. Most definitely. I like animals. Um, Sheriff Doolin know,
0: in Stark County was just a mover and a shaker regarding uh, the the jail and uh, involving inmates. Uh, after proper vetting, he had a greenhouse. He had a wood shop. Um, those inmates. There was inmate workers that would go to the 4-H fairgrounds and help out getting ready for the fair. Uh, working uptown around the courthouse um they need wh- a
1: community garden thing out there too exactly and
0: happening. so yes I, do we have it to that extent i don't know um but uh again we're not reinventing the wheel here it's just things that need to be done
1: um we're getting close on uh, short on time sure so uh, i do want to talk about the audit Um, The State Board of Accounts did an audit uh, that came out with two issues in the Sheriff's Department. Um, Actually, the same two issues they located in 2020, they also located in 2021. They have not done an audit yet for 2022. Correct. Um, One of those is the software program that is used to track track the
0: inmate trust accounts
1: okay so that and and the software that the sheriff is using is not approved by the dlgf
0: correct uh state board of accounts uh i believe the the sheriff's he was using quicken or quickbooks um and i went and here we go google is a wonderful thing i went uh to the state board of accounts and brought up uh, the those audits in question and i read through those audits um, the sheriff has his figures wrong. Um, uh, he kept referring to 65000 Actually, it's 69000 but that number is only after uh, six, uh, over $16,000 was removed by the company Stellar, which is maintaining uh, the inmate trust monies coming in and out and, and those records. And uh, we heard the sheriff explain that, uh, or I guess it was Bo Holcomb. Uh, explained uh, the chief jailer that there was a major crash and and all the records were lost. Um, But again, it was uh, uh, 85,000 north of, and then 16,000 of that uh, stellar determined that uh, by going back in in history that 16,000 of that needed to be transferred into the sheriff's commissary account. Well, uh, the State Board of Accounts, stated you cannot do that because the the monies has to be reconciled in. This is public money. It has to be reconciled in and reconciled out. Without that reconciliation, you can't be moving that money or encumbering that money to the commissary account. So really that account is needs to be $85,000, the original sum. Uh, regarding uh, his bookkeeping, uh, yes, he he got spanked on that as well because you can't be using QuickBooks. It's not a. Anybody can go in and change any numbers at any time. That's not good for your employee staff. That, that's just not. That's not good for your staff. Uh, the sheriff's job and responsibility is also to protect his staff. So, uh, again, the sheriff uh, he uh, he decided that it was. I guess it was best to call Jack Jordan to find out have somebody else he said the uh, my opponent asked the State Board of accounts what program would be and they they couldn't uh, they couldn't advise him on a program so uh, he said he reached out to Jack Jordan of course all this is happening now that he has an opponent it didn't happen before it hasn't happened for the last two years that this has been going on but now all of a sudden it's an issue that he really needs to get taken care of and he's taken care of it because he has an opponent in this election but um. So he reached out to Jack Jordan to find an answer of what software can he use that'll be State Board of Accounts. I I I found again, it's not his problem. It's now it's Jack Jordan's problem to give him an answer of what he needs to do. I there, would
1: say though, there's a Sheriff's Association.
0: The I would Indiana. Certainly
1: think, or you would call Sheriff Saylor or uh, a joint. I would probably call three or four adjoining counties and say, what do you use? What do you use? Because there's more than one system that can be used. But why would you not call somebody next door? And, that, you know, with, when you want to put a well in, you call the neighbor. Or, you yes. You know, I mean.
0: Well, uh, after he said that, I just, uh, again, we're back casting blame. uh somebody else's issue. So uh, again, I reached out to uh, two uh, sheriffs, friends of mine, uh, and asked them what they're doing. Uh, one of them uh, had Stellar. Uh, uh, he ended up he had some problems with Stellar yeah, well, and, and fired them. Oh,
1: of course, his and, and that's the one thing that I, I did not totally understand at first. But the, the server that broke was a server in the Marshall County Jail. It was not...
0: And then uh, but, Stellar and has it backed up to the cloud. Yes. And that but crashed that as well.
1: supposedly broke two, which...
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I, but uh, in any event, uh, uh, the sheriff I called, a friend of mine, he had a pro- issue with Stellar. He fired them six years ago. Um, I specifically asked them, what accounting does he use program for his inmate trust account? Well, he uses Lieberman. And he just finished a State Board of Accounts the week previous, audit, passed with flying colors, and uh, it was Lieberman. So I reached out to another sheriff, friend of mine. What are you? Well, I use Lieberman. He's also using Stellar for his commissary. He hasn't had any issues, but he has optics on that on a, on a monthly basis just to make sure everything so he, is working. Yeah somebody's uh, looking at it yeah that is correct he has people in place that are looking at that so he used Lieberman. then i reached out to lo and behold the state board of accounts i just cold called the state board of accounts Mm -hmm. and i found answers and uh, lieberman is a good one and state board of accounts they directed me to the indiana sheriff's association well so, I go on the Indiana Sheriff's Association website to their vendor page. Well, there's Lieberman. There's uh, like three other ones, I believe, uh, that can be used. Um, I recontacted the State Board of Accounts, and, you know, if you use this and this, yes. And I reached out by email to the Indiana Sheriff's Association. The individual and I are going to talk in October regarding that and what's important and so on and so forth. And I had all that done inside 40 minutes. Now I don't know if Jack Jordan has got back with my opponent. Uh, I hope he has. Um, so this, uh, so uh, this public monies can be can be figured out. But there's one thing I want to point out here. This is an ongoing thing theme uh, f- from my opponent, and it's something that, uh, again, it, it kind of upset me. He went up in front of the commissioners. Uh, to explain the in the audit and the inmate trust, I, I, I he didn't ask them for anything. I think he was just explaining no, yes. it to them. Um, I don't know if they had questions um, or if the it, only
1: question was, "What are we going to do so this doesn't happen again?"
0: And his answer was, "Call Jack Jordan." But what I didn't like, my opponent was caucused in in two thousand fifteen uh, to replace Tom Chamberlain who lost his battle with cancer. And uh, I knew Tom.
1: You worked under him.
0: I worked under Tom, and I worked with Tom when he was at Plymouth PD. And uh, and my opponent, at the beginning of his presentation to the commissioners, said that when he came into office, it was a memorandum signed and brought in with Stellar by uh, Tom Chamberlain, uh, with the implication that is Tom Chamberlain, and there's nothing he can do about it. I am, I am tired of my opponent not owning his problems. He's the sheriff of Marshall County. I can guarantee you the integrity that Tom Chamberlain served as sheriff, as commissioner, as chief of police of Plymouth, as sergeant, And as sheriff, if this would have happened under his watch, would this have gone on until he had an... No, he would have solved this problem immediately. After
1: you got your notice from the State Board of Accounts for the 2020...
0: Tom would would have have known about it. it prior to that audit. Prior to that audit, Tom would have known. That man ran with integrity. He had conviction. Me and him butted heads. We didn't agree on everything. Tom made decisions that he didn't like but was good for the core. And to to make that statement in the public, shame on my opponent. Stop it. Stop it. You've been the sheriff for 7 years in this county. The problems that this department is facing, the loss of employees, the the working conditions that these employees are in, the lack of support, the lack of training, own it. Stop it. It's not the commissioner's fault. It's not Tom Chamberlain's fault. It's my opponent's fault. Step up to the plate. Be a man. Fix it. Enough's enough. Have communication with the emergency responders in this country. When your radio system is down for two weeks, have the decency to call Dave Bacon, the chief of police in Plymouth, and tell him, hey, the radio's down, we're having problems, but we're working on it. We're trying, Dave. Call Dave McCallum, the fire chief in Polk, and say, hey, Dave, we got some issues. Don't let these people just go in the dark, think everything's fine. That, that in and by itself is shameful. Own it. Fix it. Give some concern to the people of this county. Give some concern to the first responders of this county. Enough's Enough sorry for that Kathy but it, it this is a it I, I'm passionate I did not wake up one day nobody called me and said hey Jeff you, you need to run for sheriff I didn't wake up one day and look at my wife and say you know what I, I think I'm going to run myself ragged and I'm going to run for sheriff because it's something I want to do no I got sick and tired of this I am tired of it uh the lack of support, the lack of communication, how that, just the treatment, and the reputation of the Marshall County Sheriff's Department, what it was and what it is, is shameful. It is shameful. And it's time to fix it. It's not the department I left. It's not the department that other sheriffs like Tom Chamberlain and John Van Vactor built.
1: I have to ask you one one final question. Sure. And it's... Not an easy one either. Um, and I f- kind of feel like a horse's ass on this one because I pride myself on not putting information out until I get it from a reliable source, which is a police agency, the coroner, the commissioner, sure. the sheriff. Thr- you know, a, a re- typically it's a news release, but sometimes it's a one-on-one conversation. Sure. I got a press release a couple of weeks ago about a, a dispatcher who received uh, a life saving award, and it it came with the photo, and so I put po- posted it up on the website. It was on the front page of the newspaper, and as the next morning, Rusty and I are talking about it on the air, I click over and it has a Facebook. I have a Facebook comment from it, so I click over to that Facebook comment. And realize it's a relative of that person, and that that person died. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. Well, And so when the sheriff came in, I asked him about it on the radio, and he said that fr- he said that uh, uh, from our standard, that dispatcher gave life-saving techniques over the radio to the voice on the other end. And as long as that person made it to the hospital alive, that's what we count on. He also said that he didn't know who that individual was and he didn't know the outcome of that individual's situation.
0: Well, um, shame on my opponent yet once again. Um, when that uh, when that was released and ever since... Uh, Politics are—it's a shame that uh, politics is playing into this, and that's exactly what this was. And uh, so um, the the day in the evening that uh, that was released, and I believe it was released on uh, Central Dispatch Facebook page, and the press release went out that night, I received a phone call from my daughter— And uh, who was upset because her mother-in-law, that was a relative of her mother-in-law, my son-in-law. They live across the street, catty corner, from one another. And uh, this individual didn't make it. And they were upset that this award, because... Uh, she was divorced. She had two kids in school. She lived with her parents. Her parents were physically unable to, uh, to help her in this time of need. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law were uh, in Mishawaka at the time. Um, and this is no fault of the dispatcher. Uh, so I found myself that night trying to calm everybody not realizing uh, that uh, the effect of a news release. Uh, I woke up the next morning to other messages that uh, (laughs) it was now in the news. Um, So that next morning, I found myself for three and a half, four hours, trying to keep everybody calm, contacting the news media. I contacted you as well uh, to inform them. That what had happened, um, contacted the pilot, uh, it was on the front page, uh, well, I guess I was contacted, that it was on the pilot front page, uh, Ward was assisting me in this, uh, and he made contact right away with, uh, Jamie Fleury, and, uh, but it was too late. Uh, I immediately got on the phone, uh, to my daughter's mother-in-law, uh, to my daughter to tr- get hold of Julie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie left to try to intercept that paper, but uh, was late. Uh, the pilot, um, they wanted to do you know a story on her life, and and it is correct. Uh, you know, you can. Uh, I, I I found myself, uh, uh, I guess, helping my opponent. Um, but uh, it, I wasn't I was helping family. I, w- I was trying to and sure. protect media here. Um, but in any event, um, uh, we, we got to calm down and uh, everybody is uh, everybody's okay. There was other issues that the family was dealing with because of this death and this just... Uh, was an, uh, something else that uh, they they were having a hard time to deal with. I, my opponent come on the radio and said that he wasn't aware that they passed away. Um, however, uh, should that dispatcher been given the award? Yes. Should our dispatchers and our first responders be recognized when they do a good job? Yeah. You bet they should be. Uh, however... Let's also, as uh, the sheriff of Marshall County, let's reach out to the citizens. You, let's have a little bit of sympathy here. Let's get some backstory. It would have been a simple phone call to Plymouth Fire. Call Steve Hollum. My son-in-law is a fireman in Plymouth. Here, I, I, I appreciate the call, Sheriff, but here's what happened. So let's not do a, a, a news blast. And maybe, maybe, let's go down to the family. You have their address. It was a 911 call. You have phone numbers. Let's go. Let's, I don't know. Let's knock on a door. Let's get some backstory, And then ask them. My dispatcher, she was on, she's new. She's training. And I listened to the tape. She did an excellent. I'm going to give her an award. Is that going to be okay? and then thank them and give that award explain it to the dispatcher and even
1: if you give that award and don't put out the press release exactly they still don't put it, it out
0: don't put mm-hmm. it out but give that award recognize it pat that dispatcher on the sometimes that it's little things like that that helps retain employees being involved caring it also it shows some sympathy to the people you serve and, and that is just as important, and your employees will appreciate you for that. Be a leader. And, uh, and again, that, that directly goes to the last caller's uh, question regarding in, uh, the staff, the jail staff. The last death, I know for a fact that there was a young jailer that had never experienced anything like that. That, that's traumatic for them. You know, give a handout. Know who that jailer is. Call them. Go to their how, how are you doing? Offer them. Let them know that you care. Just as much as they care to put their name on the paper mm-hmm. and work for you, you have to give them a sense of caring, a sense of ownership. I, I care about you as a person. I care about your family and how this job affects your family and your personal life—that's important. And sometimes, just that goes a lot longer than monetary. And 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 it's a prime example of my opponent's lack of empathy and sympathy for the people that he supposedly serves, as well as his all for politics, all all. And that's what I'm calling it. Shame on you. If that individual had made it and is, is walking around today, by all means, get...
1: That would have been perfect to have them there in exactly, the picture, too. Yeah. Exactly, exactly.
0: And, and, and be proud, and not even be in the picture. Just have your dispatcher in the picture with this individual they saved. Yeah. That. Give the credit where credit's due.
1: Jeff, we're out of time. What do you want to tell our listeners?
0: Well, uh, I want to reiterate that uh, uh, my opponent, uh, he, he's got, uh, he touts it, he's got 41 years of experience. However, when he was caucused into the position that he currently has, he had 34 years of law enforcement experience and corrections experience. And I just want to say that I have uh, currently 34 years, the same amount of years of experience. But I implore the citizens of Marshall County, to do your research. Vote for the person. Straight ticket voting isn't going to cut it. We have to care. We have to do the research. And I think uh, 41 years of experience, look what it has gotten you as the voter and the taxpayer in this county. Uh, Do your research. Don't vote straight party. Vote for the person that you think is best, that is serving you best and has served you best. That's what I want to tell your people. And, uh, again, I may not have all the answers, but I am committed to you as a taxpayer and a voter that I will find those answers. And I will bring your Marshall County Sheriff's Department back to what it used to be. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Rusty, we need to take a break.
2: Yes, we we do. Uh, And we will do that, so stay tuned. (laughs) At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane seriously local
1: are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal call apex waste large or small we'll take your call When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739 or visit us online at apexwaste.net.
0: TCA
2: in Plymouth. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096
1: or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's
2: Kathy and Rusty. And let's uh, close this out. Time to look at some birthdays. Don't have any, so we won't look at them. But if you have a birthday uh, this week, make sure you get it to us so that we can wish you a happy birthday and make you eligible for four cupcakes from the Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cajun Creek. So don't forget to get your birthdays in here for that. It's time for anniversaries. And once again, you got an anniversary this month, get it to us and we will make you eligible for a drawing for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home at the end of the month. Joe and Ricky Garrison, 50, excuse me, 51 years today you are uh, can't reach it you're in the anniversary act okay there it went in good good for me uh also david and Rhonda harshman happy anniversary coming up so david you'll you'll get to hear that again uh anyway those are our anniversaries for today sorry david that's your warning i wanted to make sure that you were covered in case uh, you'd forgotten so anyway that's our anniversary it's no time for trading posts. you can buy sell trade giveaway four items four days for free and obviously people haven't had a chance to get those items in here so get them here and we'll see if we can sell them for you on the air uh where am i at i'm here thanks for listening and uh we'll be back again tomorrow our guest will be plymouth mayor mark center so uh make sure you're tuned in and thank you very much. The See you at 9. Here we go. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050, WTCA Plymouth. This is